Hi, my name is Thorsten Heller and I'm back with my Be Energize podcast. This time uh, live from Paris, from the European Utility Week, or I think it's called now Enlit. So today we have Cleo Volkmin from Smart Energy International joining our show and talking about all the new things happening in the utility industry. So Claire, we are in, in the third day, so what are the impressions from the European Utility Week this week or NLIT? I think uh, one, of, one of the things that has come out quite clearly and it was mentioned in the keynote session was the fact that in our efforts to decarbonize, it's not something that any one company or any one country or even any one region can do on its own. It has to be a collaborative effort that entails everybody. So I, that, that I think was a message that has come through quite a lot. I think as well, the, the, the big drive toward electrification, particularly transport, which was a very big focus last year, but I think now this year there's a, an increased uh, focus on heating and cooling. So I think that that, that is a, a, a move that uh, is, is perhaps new this year. What I have seen the last days in the European Utility Week um, were some trends related to real-time data. I had a lot of discussions with utilities, with partners, with delegates, and all about real-time data, uh, data, combining metering data with real-time data to provide some new services both on the grid side, on the retail side. So it would be interesting for me to know what impression do you have, what have you seen the last few days, and maybe you can even share some use cases. The one thing that I have also seen has been very much around putting a big spotlight on data. Not the collection of the data, but the actual utilization of that data. That is also something that I think is, is a, a bit of a step change for for the sector. The, the full scope of what can be determined from the data is, is under development, but I think what we are see, seeing is that particularly when it comes to things like uh, revenue protection or the identification of non-technical losses, that kind of data is being mined in a way that is, is really important. And it's not just coming from the meters, but across the entire distribution sector. So I think that using the data from the low voltage grid is providing insights uh, particularly around both technical I guess and non-technical losses that we haven't seen before. I'm extremely happy now to see that many many utilities really dig into the idea of being data driven. I strongly believe platform business will be the future for the utility but it would be nice and extremely interesting to know what you feel. So where's the sector going? I think that there's a very big focus on data sharing and data democratization in particular. I think the biggest hurdle toward that having made a bigger, a bigger impact this year has been a lot of the uncertainty around privacy. I think people are still trying to get that model right because GDPR has caused people to perhaps take a step back, have a a second thought about some of the directions in which we're moving. There's a lot more focus on protecting people's data. We saw that uh, in the keynote yesterday where everything was around data. Who owns the data? How can that data be utilized? The fact that data on the distribution side of the network can be used and 
uh, you know, along the transmission line as well. So it's not like that data is now sitting and being re related to only one sector. There are applications for those that data across multiple elements of the chain. Yes, so there has actually been quite a lot of discussion around digital twinning. It was something that was brought up in the Siemens uh, press conference as well. What it does do is that it provides utilities, especially I guess, a, a safe space in which to trial and test new technology without it directly impacting on their grid because they have a, a literal virtual twin of their network so they can play around with it without actually having a real life impact. That's really, really valuable. We will probably continue seeing a big focus on data. I don't think that that's going to change. I'm hoping that we're going to see more practical solutions of what can happen with the data. I think that there are definitely opportunities for people to understand how much of their data is relevant. I get the impression at the moment that people either keep all of the data because they don't know how much of it is going to be of use or they get rid of data that perhaps could have a benefit later on down the line. And again, you know, this is something that's going to going to develop as we better understand the value that can be extracted from the data. We'll start understanding how that, that data can be utilized for, for a business case. So I think that that's definitely going to be a part of it. I think it's going to be interesting to see how far along the journey we've come with regards to electrification of whatever services we may have. Uh, coming from South Africa, all of our water heating and our, our sort of general home heating, everything is already electrified. So it's an interesting shift to see happening in Europe where there's been such a large use of gas. Uh, so yeah, I think that'll, that'll be quite an interesting transition to see. And I guess also just the, the continued focus on customers. I think it's less of a buzz point than what it was say even two years ago, because perhaps it's becoming more accepted as a vital element of how utilities engage. So it's, it's not new, it's becoming part of business as usual. Obviously the Horizon 2020 programs, there's a lot of them are, that are coming to closure as this tranche of uh, Horizon 2020 kind of winds up. That's providing some interesting opportunities in terms of cross-border flexibility. And again, you know, the, the, the implications of the new European energy package I think are going to be far-reaching. We're going to see I think fairly deep changes happening as DSOs become more involved in the market structure. One of the things I have seen and I have talked about it several times is the future utility, especially the retailer, would be a lifestyle provider. Can you give me your insight, what you have seen the last days, how people think about the future utility and some of the services the future utility will deliver in the next years. Sector coupling has um, definitely been brought up as a, a, a topic, the intersection between the, the various elements of the, the energy sector, renewables with utilities, power and gas, water. I think that there are opportunities that people are trying to explore to see how a single connection point can be better mined for uh, benefit, for, particularly for decarbonisation and, and to the benefit of the customers especially. From an electrification of transport perspective, where there is certainly a big focus at the moment is around making 
access to charging points, particularly in European cities where people don't often have garages or off-street parking, making it easily accessible without adding yet another element that is being placed on the sidewalk. So, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, I think, discussion around the utilization of existing infrastructure to incorporate charging. From the, uh, the, the, the distributed energy resources perspective, it's coming to grips with the new European energy package and making the access to that market easier for consumers or prosumers. And again, because this is only legislation that came in in sort of what, May this year, I think there is still a lot of work that needs to be done to figure out what that means. What does it mean to make access easy? Um, I think as well that with a lot of countries re-examining the scope of some of their renewable feed-in tariffs, that is, I think, going to change maybe the willingness of people to feed energy back into the grid. It has to make a difference. I, I'm just not sure what kind of difference it's going to make. I don't know what that means for the market. You know, I think at the beginning of the year, uh, we came out of the previous European Utility Week with a very clear idea of what was happening. It, it, it was very much around the electrification of everything. But with the new European energy package coming in, in particular, but even more so with the rapid social impact of the strikes for school and the unprecedented, I guess, uh, movement of climate change and climate change activists really being brought front and centre. I don't think it was anything that anyone could have anticipated happening this year. And so I think that the focus of the market has changed from perhaps a pure electrification to very much a drive on decarbonisation. And maybe while electrification in many ways will achieve the decarbonisation, the goal has shifted a bit. Um, so I think I think that that is is quite quite an interesting trend. It's been interesting to see uh, on the plane there was a, a headline that they were talking about um, making certain types of fossil fuels almost impossible to get funding for. Uh, there's been a big move toward I guess actively discouraging investors into putting money into what is considered dirty fuels. What we're probably going to see going forward will be. Uh, a big effort by the sector to increase the efficiency of generation, particularly from renewable sources. And I think the, the other thing is going to be the development of new storage technologies. Storage, I think, is, is something that is going to underpin a lot of that effort to decarbonize, because if we cannot effectively store the energy that we are generating for when we need it, we're going to have to continue relying on alternative fuels, or the dirtier fuels, if you can put it that way. Uh, most people know I'm quite into skiing, so skiing is one of the favorite things I know about, <laughs> in addition to software, of course. <laughs> but uh, doing energy, driving the energy business means I can do something for the climate change, I can help to, to go skiing also in the future. So. Tell me, why are you so excited about the changes in the energy market right now? At the end of the day, this is still 
the best sector to be working in. There is so much that's happening, not just on the, the, the introduction of new types of generation, uh, but on the distribution side as well. I, you know, I tell people that I, I have a, a very strong focus on energy or, or power as part of my daily job. And I can see people's eyes kind of glaze over. I think when you're working in here and you appreciate the nuances and the tremendous change that has happened over the last decade, over the last two years, there's nothing conservative or staid or stagnant about this industry. It is moving ahead and it is completely changing and innovating and it's so wonderful to be, I guess, to have a front row seat on that journey. Thanks, Cleo, for joining our podcast and for the great insight. It was a busy week here in Paris. It was a lot of good meetings. It, uh, I'm extremely tired right now. My voice is gone. <laughs> and I'm already looking forward to all the changes happening in the industry. And I'm looking forward to discuss what we've done together the last 12 months when we next time meet in Milano.